Hello, my name's Jack and welcome to the weekly roundup called This Week on Premier Skills English. In This Week, we've got lots of interesting words and phrases to help you talk about football in English. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can also visit the Premier Skills English website at britishcouncil.org slash Premier Skills English, where you'll be able to download the podcast. This week, I've got two stories for you and eight items of vocabulary. I'm going to talk about Newcastle's match against Wolverhampton Wanderers and Aston Villa's trip down to the London Stadium to face West Ham. The words and phrases from the stories that I'm going to talk about this week are to leapfrog, survival, impressive, to trickle, to butt heads, intense, to concede a penalty, and tempers boiled over. But before I get to this week's stories, I want to give you the answer to last week's football phrase. If you didn't hear it last week, Here's one more chance to guess now. Last week's football phrase was to... There are two parts of this phrase. The first part means to be okay with something, even though it wasn't what you really wanted. So, if you're trying to do something but you can't quite do it, you may have to accept something that's less than you had originally wanted. And the second part is what you call the result of a game when both sides score the same number of goals. Congratulations to Dennis2000 from Belarus. You were first again, Dennis2000. Well done to Hassan from Turkey, Vietwingo from Vietnam, Puya Sharifi from Belgium, Tom Wynn from Vietnam. Welcome to Premier Skills English, Tom. Congratulations, Shikabala. You got half the phrase right. And finally, congratulations to Cesario Abrantes from Brazil. You all worked out that the phrase I was looking for was to settle for a draw. Thanks to everyone who completed the task last week. I really enjoyed reading your humiliating stories. Only Shikabala was happy to share a story of their own humiliation, so thanks for that, Shikabala. You also asked an interesting question about the way I pronounce words like teacher and car and are. So, some dialects in English are rotic. People who speak rotic dialects pronounce the R sound in words like teacher and car. They say teacher and car. My accent is non-rotic, so I only pronounce the R at the end of a word if the next word starts with a vowel sound. So I say car with no er. But when I say car alarm, you can hear the R sound connected to the word alarm. I say relarm, car alarm. I used to tell my students that British English is not rotic and American English is rotic. But 
that's not really true. I mean, it is mostly, but I used to live in Shropshire, where the accent is rotic, and in the southwest in Devon and Cornwall, where the stereotypical pirate accent comes from. People pronounce their R's. And in Scotland, people pronounce their R's. So I'm not sure that the term British English is very accurate. Because as well as the different languages spoken in the UK, there are several defined dialects. However, if you read most online dictionaries, you'll see pronunciation guides for British and American English. So, so I guess there are enough common differences to justify the term. I love travelling around the UK and hearing the differences between British English dialects. Do listen till the end of the podcast as there will be a new football phrase and task for you to complete after the stories and vocabulary. Now it's time for this week's first story. When you listen, I'd like you to try to answer the following question. How many teams are in danger of relegation? Newcastle leapfrog Liverpool into fifth. Newcastle United scored their first Premier League win since mid-January, having lost two and drawn three of their previous five matches. The three points put them ahead of Liverpool, and the Magpies will now have their sights set on fourth-place Tottenham, who are only four points ahead of them, but have played two matches more. Newcastle scored the points through a late strike against Wolves, who are in an incredible fight for survival with eight other teams. Only five points separate Crystal Palace in 12th from bottom of the table Southampton. Newcastle scored first on Sunday from an excellent free kick from Kieran Trippier. Trippier perfectly placed the ball above the crowd of Newcastle and Wolves players for Alexander Isaac, who leapt high above his marker to score with a powerful header. After scoring, Newcastle still looked dominant and were unlucky not to net again with several shots rattling off the woodwork and an impressive free kick, drawing an equally impressive save. In the second half, Wolves started to look more dangerous, and then a mistimed clearance that Nick Pope was diving for trickled into the path of Huang Hee Chan, who tapped the ball squarely into the open goal. Miguel Almiron saved the win from the wing when he ran with the ball for half the pitch before crossing to Joe Willock. However, Almiron was not done and pointed to where he wanted the ball for Willock to return. Willock did as requested and set the Paraguayan up for the winning strike. Final score, Newcastle United 2, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1. Before the story, I asked you, how many teams are in danger of relegation? The answer is 9. We've still got a way to go, so there are plenty of points available, but only 5 points separate the bottom 9 in the Premier League table. The words from the story that I want to talk about are leapfrog, survival, impressive and to trickle. I like the word leapfrog. When I was a kid, 
Leapfrogging was a sort of game where your friend would bend over so that their back was like a, a little platform. You'd run up and put your hands on their back and jump over them, using their back as a sort of springboard. When you do this, you have to open your legs wide so your legs look a, a bit like frog's legs. You can also leapfrog over other things like bollards and, well, mostly bollards. Bollard is a strange word. It, it means a, a short post, usually made out of metal. You find bollards in towns that are, are there to stop cars. Anyhow, they are good for leapfrogging. But that's not what Newcastle did. You see, we also use the verb to say that someone has moved up a list, moved past someone else on the list. So last week, Newcastle were in sixth place and Liverpool were in fifth. So Newcastle have leapfrogged past Liverpool into fifth place. The next word that I want to talk about is survival. This is the noun formed from the verb to survive, which means to continue to live or exist, usually after being in a, a difficult situation. The literal meaning is quite grim. You might hear about people surviving after a disaster or in a conflict or after getting very sick. When a plane crashes, the news always reports the number of survivors, if there are any. To survive in the Premier League means to stay in the league at the end of the season. Teams that are relegated don't survive. I used the noun form survival in the phrase fight for survival, which means the competition to stay in the Premier League. The adjective impressive is used to say that you think something is really good. You admire it and think it's better than you had expected. The verb to impress means to surprise someone by performing better than they'd expected. So, I'm always impressed when my students find clever ways of using the language I've been teaching. For example, this week, Shikabala managed to use lots of vocabulary from recent podcasts in their task. I was very impressed. I described Trippier's free kick as impressive. I didn't say it was Trippier, but it was. It was from a distance and it was struck with power and was really well placed. Trippier is known for his free kicks, but still, it was better than I'd expected and I was impressed. It was impressive. The last word from the story that I want to talk about is to trickle. Normally, we use this verb to describe small amounts of water or liquid that's moving. So, a river flows. If a liquid flows, there needs to be a large amount of moving liquid that moves kind of powerfully, or at least without slowing or stopping. A trickle is almost the opposite. It's a really small amount of liquid. So, you might say that a very small stream trickles, or if you turn off a tap in your bathroom almost all the way, you can reduce the flow of water to a trickle. We use the word in football English to describe the movement of the ball if it's struck without much force. You might hear a commentator say that the ball just trickled over the line, 
meaning that the ball rolled over the line quite slowly. Now it's time for this week's second story. When you listen, I'd like you to try to answer the following question. Who worked hard for West Ham? Villains and Hammers butt heads in London. When Aston Villa travelled to the London Stadium on Sunday to take on West Ham, it was on the back of two wins that saw them claw their way out of the relegation zone. Now sitting in the relative safety of 11th place, the battle below is heating up as an incredible nine teams struggle to stay in the Premier League. West Ham is one of those teams. The competition this season is intense and West Ham and Aston Villa were well matched. Both teams scored early on with Ollie Watkins starting things off for the visitors with a header. Alex Moreno played a long cross that Watkins redirected into the net in a beautifully smooth move. Not long after that, following an intense series of blocks and rebounds, Leon Bailey turned and collided with Lucas Paqueta, bringing him down in the area and conceding a penalty. Saeed Benrahma converted the penalty with confidence and the scores were level. Benrahma worked his socks off for a second goal throughout the match, racking up 10 attempts on goal, four of which went very close to putting the home side ahead. As the minutes ticked by, the feelings of frustration grew on both sides and tempers came close to boiling over, but in the end, both teams got the result they deserved. Final score, West Ham United 1, Aston Villa 1. Before the story, I asked you, who worked hard for West Ham? The answer is Saeed Benrahma. He played a fantastic match and was unlucky not to have scored again. The phrases and words from the story that I want to talk about are to butt heads, intense, to concede, and tempers boiled over. To butt heads means to argue vigorously with someone. Usually, if we talk about people butting heads, we're talking about people that really don't get on and who always find reasons to argue. You probably know people at work who just can't get on and are always finding ways to argue with each other. I think that the idea comes from animals like goats that fight by headbutting. To headbutt means to hit someone with your head. When goats fight, um, for territory? I don't know why goats fight, but when they do, they hit each other with their heads. So, when two people butt heads, it's like they're goats fighting to be the top goat. Similarly, we use the phrase locking horns, which means to begin a fight or argument about something. To lock horns, I think, comes from how cows fight. We use lock horns to talk about a, a spirited or enthusiastic argument. When people butt heads, the people are seen as more stubborn and perhaps fighting for position rather than to achieve a goal. The adjective intense means very strong. We usually use it to describe qualities like cold or pain. If you taste something that has a really strong flavour, you can say that the flavour is intense. 
We use the adjective intense with work to say that a job needs high levels of concentration. I think that an air traffic controller's job must be quite intense. We also use the adjective to describe people who have very strong feelings about things. There is a a cliché about intense young men who take everything way too seriously. In the story, I said that the competition in the Premier League this season is intense, meaning the competition is really strong. The verb to concede is quite common in football English. If a team concedes a goal, the other team scores against them. So, when one team scores a goal, the other team is said to concede a goal. So, to concede means to let something happen that you don't want to happen. It's not really letting something happen. It's more like accepting or admitting something bad happened. As well as goals, teams don't want to give away penalties or corner kicks. So when this happens, you can say that the team concedes a penalty and concedes a corner kick. Outside of football, we use the word in the same way. If a company releases a new product that doesn't sell, they might concede that the product is a failure. The last phrase I want to talk about today is tempers boiled over. The noun temper is quite hard to explain. The verb form, to temper, means to control or moderate. If you're at work and your boss announces a plan that you think will not work, that you think will be a total disaster, you might want to say, that's stupid! That plan will never work! But saying that might upset your boss. So it's a good idea to temper your response and control or moderate your feelings and say something like, That's a very interesting idea, but I'm not sure it will work. The noun temper is a bit like your control. So if you lose your temper, you become angry and stop controlling what you're saying. I said that tempers boiled over. The verb to boil describes liquid becoming a gas, though we're almost always talking about water. You need to boil water to make a cup of tea. If you're boiling an egg, you put water in a pan and put it on the stove so that the water heats up and boils. If it boils over, the bubbles formed when the water boils expand and flow over the rim of the pan. So the phrase tempers boiled over describes people's emotions. As people become more and more emotional, usually angry, when they reach breaking point and people lose their temper and start shouting or fighting, their tempers have boiled over. Okay, that's eight words and phrases from the stories today. The words and phrases were to leapfrog, survival, impressive, to trickle, to butt heads, intense, to concede a penalty, and tempers boiled over. Listen to the stories one more time to hear the words and phrases in context. 
Newcastle leapfrog Liverpool into fifth. Newcastle United scored their first Premier League win since mid-January, having lost two and drawn three of their previous five matches. The three points put them ahead of Liverpool, and the Magpies will now have their sights set on fourth-place Tottenham, who are only four points ahead of them, but have played two matches more. Newcastle scored the points through a late strike against Wolves, who are in an incredible fight for survival with eight other teams. Only five points separate Crystal Palace in 12th from bottom of the table Southampton. Newcastle scored first on Sunday from an excellent free kick from Kieran Trippier. Trippier perfectly placed the ball above the crowd of Newcastle and Wolves players for Alexander Isaac, who leapt high above his marker to score with a powerful header. After scoring, Newcastle still looked dominant and were unlucky not to net again with several shots rattling off the woodwork and an impressive free kick, drawing an equally impressive save. In the second half, Wolves started to look more dangerous, and then a mistimed clearance that Nick Pope was diving for trickled into the path of Huang Hee Chan, who tapped the ball squarely into the open goal. Miguel Almiron saved the win from the wing when he ran with the ball for half the pitch before crossing to Joe Willock. However, Almiron was not done and pointed to where he wanted the ball for Willock to return. Willock did as requested and set the Paraguayan up for the winning strike. Final score, Newcastle United 2, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1. Villains and Hammers butt heads in London When Aston Villa travelled to the London Stadium on Sunday to take on West Ham, it was on the back of two wins that saw them claw their way out of the relegation zone. Now sitting in the relative safety of 11th place, the battle below is heating up as an incredible nine teams struggle to stay in the Premier League. West Ham is one of those teams. The competition this season is intense and West Ham and Aston Villa were well matched. Both teams scored early on with Ollie Watkins starting things off for the visitors with a header. Alex Moreno played a long cross that Watkins redirected into the net in a beautifully smooth move. Not long after that, following an intense series of blocks and rebounds, Leon Bailey turned and collided with Lucas Paqueta, bringing him down in the area and conceding a penalty. Saeed Benrahma converted the penalty with confidence and the scores were level. Benrahma worked his socks off for a second goal throughout the match, racking up 10 attempts on goal, four of which went very close to putting the home side ahead. As the minutes ticked by, the feelings of frustration grew on both sides and tempers came close to boiling over, but in the end, both teams got the result they deserved. Final score, West Ham United 1, Aston Villa 1. Right, now it's time for you to think about the language again. Your challenge this week is to complete the gaps in the following sentences with the correct forms of the words and phrases that I've spoken about in this podcast. I've taken all of these sentences from news websites and edited them slightly. 
Number one. Across to the back post found the heel of Jazz Younger, whose effort into the bottom corner, giving the Blues a late lead. Number two. The Match of the Day host tweeted, An incredibly young man and a wonderful footballer. Congratulations at Bukayo Saka 87. Number three. The 2018 World Player of the Year, ex-England star Johnny Wilkinson into second place in the standings during last month's win over France. Number four. The two consultants were often as they struggled to agree on a style and vision, resulting in mixed feedback from the senior managers. Number five. The Blues seemed to be on course for a second Champions League final, but then they a couple of sloppy goals, and the dream ended. Number six. Global warming is going to cause more droughts and wet periods, which affects people, the economy and agriculture around the world. Number seven. Farmers have warned that new supermarket fees could risk the of their businesses. Number eight. Liverpool and Everton stars had to be held back from scrapping as on Monday night. Leave your answers to the language challenge in the comments section on the Premier Skills English website. Now it's time for this week's task. One of my colleagues has just started a job in a country where football is massive and he suggested that I make podcasts about football and different countries. So I've been giving it some thought and I have some sentences that I'd like you to complete. I'm going to share these each week but I'd really love to read responses from as many different countries as possible. I've got an easy one for you to get started. Can you please complete this sentence in the comments section on the page for this podcast on Premier Skills English? The thing I love most about football is... The thing I love most about football is... Share your ideas in the comments section on the page for this podcast on Premier Skills English. And hopefully, at some point in the future, I'll be able to make a podcast about football and your country. Now it's time for this week's football phrase. This week's football phrase is... This is the name for the bottom three places in the league table. This is an unfortunate place for a team to be because at the end of the season, the teams in these positions won't play in the Premier League in the following season. If you know the answer, be sure to leave it in a comment on the page for this podcast on Premier Skills English. Before I finish, I'm going to go through the answers to last week's language challenge. Number one. Lots of students were noticing a decline in wellness because of COVID. So a group of students took the initiative to try to introduce more wellness activities. 
Number two, things are looking up for the Toffees since the arrival of the former Burnley manager, but they remain in the bottom three on goal difference. Number three, a group of young footballers are planning to take on an epic Premier League challenge to visit all 20 club grounds in 24 hours to raise money for charity. Number four. One Sheffield United fan reflected on a momentous match 30 years ago. They had all these players like Teddy Sheringham and Darren Anderton and a lot of internationals. And we took them apart. Number five. The ex-Liverpool star who now works as a TV pundit made a cheeky dig at his colleague who used to play for Manchester United. Number six. It looks like the retired commentator is coming back to the commentary box for one more match. Number seven. Formula One drivers are thought to have reflexes that are three times faster than the average person. Number eight. When the manager was asked when the defender would be back from injury, he replied, It's not looking good at the moment. We'll just have to wait and see. Number nine. There was an appeal for a penalty when the midfielder made his way into the penalty area and was brought down by a clumsy challenge. And that's all I have time for today. Before I finish, I just wanted to say that I hope you found this podcast useful and I hope all of you stay fit and healthy and safe. Bye for now and enjoy your football.